Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, it's Marthea, the MSW coach. Thank you for coming back for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. So look, it is Tuesday. What is today's date? Look at me losing track of time. I love it. Um, Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. And Marthea is officially out of office. I am on a vacation, right? A real vacation, like a real adult vacation, not a weekend getaway um, where I have to be back on Monday morning or not a trip with other people that's filled with all of the things they want to do, but a real vacation where it's just me, a resort room um, on the beach. And I'm just moving in time how I want to move in time. And it feels so good, right? So I've talked about in past episodes, like the year that I took a career sabbatical before getting my MSW degree. And I traveled a lot, but that was travel with other people doing things they wanted to do. And so this is like the first real vacation. And I should have looked at the definition of vacation. You all know I love a good definition to really set the context of the conversation. But um, this is real. This this is real live and like in living color, this episode right now. I had another podcast episode scheduled for today. Um But I decided, like, I really need to capture this moment um, of me being on vacation for you all, but also for me, right? So um, where do I begin? So I, I started planning this vacation about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago at this point. And I just want to be clear, Marthea didn't just wake up one day and was like, oh, I'm going to plan a vacation. No, it was at the strong request of my coach, one of my coaches. Because like I've shared before in past podcast episodes, like I don't do a lot for myself. And a lot of that, well, all of it is birthed out of being in just sheer survival mode for so long that I have to um, have others, my coaches and, and all of the people in my support system around me to help me create those moments because I don't just naturally do them. So what that looks like for Marthea is that since the height of the pandemic 2020 i have been going nonstop right and so i say nonstop because i know that's what it looks like to the outside world but to me it looks as though that i was just you know doing regular stuff 
right? But it wasn't really until I sat down um, a few months ago and thought about the fact that I went through the height of the pandemic. Um, At that time, I was like kind of fresh off of the heels of a major move. Um, I was the height of the pandemic, the murder of George Floyd, which that in the pandemic, I kind of got my wrap myself around, like wrap my head around that because I was already an introvert. So for me, it was just like, oh, you want me to stay in the house out the way? Oh, that that's no problem. Check. I can do that. But with the murder of George Floyd, that really um, was a lot. Right. I, I remember being in fear of my life and like barricading myself in a room um, the first few nights of everything that was going on. So coming off of the heels of the pandemic, the murder of George Floyd, that same year, 2020, I went into my, I started my PhD program. So I'm coming off the heels of a major move, going through the pandemic, the murder of George Floyd at the end of that year, August, 2020, starting a PhD program online, a PhD program that I strategically applied for and wanted to get in because it was on campus because Marthea, when it comes to class coursework, I just thrive better in an actual classroom. Plus, you know, just being full transparency, I know that online classes are way harder than in-person classes, right? Just because of the sheer stigma attached to online learning. So professors always want to go super, super hard in online classes and give you tons of work, right? And so I had to make that major shift. And I honestly don't think I fully accepted it until probably year two of completing the coursework. Like it was a major shift for me because I had already planned for it to be in person. And it was everything that I said it would be as far as when you have online courses, like the case of the, the, the coursework, the requirements, which is over and beyond because you're taking professors who are hardcore, traditional, you need to be in the classroom, you shouldn't be working 40 hours a week, and now you are forcing them to be professors of online classes, as well as they are teaching a cohort of working professionals. So, you know, you know, the, the joys of being in a doc program. So um, my, my work, my coursework was just over the top. So I'm glad that I moved I'm out of that phase and it's behind me. But so I started a PhD program going into 2021. What was Marthea doing? It? Oh, also in 2020, the height of the pandemic around April, 2020, I started the MSW coach. So I started the MSW coach 2021. I'm in the full swing of things in my PhD coursework. I'm taking three classes a semester um, since August of 2020. Um, on top of that, I uh, chain, I got two different jobs within that period of time. Somewhere up in there, I um, left higher ed. I went to my policy job. Uh, which was a goal on my goal sheet. So, you know, with with changing jobs requires you to learn entirely new things. So 
I'm doing my coursework. I'm going through that. Also, um, in 2021, uh, was it 2021? Yeah, 2021, somewhere along in that year was the requirement to um, now you need to return back to work. You all have been online. Now it's time to come back in the office. So on top of that, I had to like prepare my mind around, okay, now I have to leave the comforts of my home. Um, fast forward to 2022. I think I'm in 2022 at this point. Um, I land my macro job with the, with the think tank in the national think tank in DC. Um, and so with that, I am, again, learning a new world of work and um, my responsibility is increasing, which is no problem. Hey, I could do that with my eyes closed, but I'm still going through my coursework. I'm traveling for work um, quite frequently, traveling for work, and we're still in a pandemic. So it's not like travel where you're just running around without a mask. I'm still wearing my mask to this day. So just that in and of itself require a lot. And so I'm still in, I'm still running my, my business, the MSW coach, um, having multiple cohorts that year. So just a lot, just a lot. Marthea has been doing a lot since 2020. And so it really took my one of my coaches to say, Marthea, you need to um, take a vacation and you need to like splurge on yourself, right? I forget her name. <laughs> There's a YouTuber that I used to watch back in the day. I don't really see her a lot. Every now and again, I would see, I'll see her on Instagram. I just saw her the other day and she loves to use the word splurge like splurge on yourself, right? And so um, my coach didn't use the word splurge. I just thought of her, but um, she was like, you, you need to go away. You need to go to the water and you need to just be there for the week, right? Um, for a week. And so it was specifically this week. <laughs> and so that is where Marthea is. I am sitting in my room um, looking out at the ocean and the waves crashing against the beach. And it is a Tuesday. And I just want to say like, and this is why I wanted to record this podcast episode in real time to say like, I want this for you all, right? I want you all to, because what I'm feeling is just sheer nothing. <laughs> I was looking for a more like, fluffy kind of word, but nothing, right? And and how I can explain that in Marthea's way is that I'm not worried about what's going on at work. Um, if I was a case manager, I'm not worrying about anyone calling me to say, Marthea, there's an emergency. Can you handle this? Because I've been there as a case manager. Um, when I worked in a nonprofit, like I never could get uh, more than two hours away from from home base, right? Just in case they called me in in the middle of the night or in the day, I would need to get there because I was the only person really that led that program for a long time. So I'm really in a place of being just worrying about nothing. I don't have any papers due right now. I don't know if I've shared it on my podcast, but I've shared it 
in other spaces is that in my PhD program, I am in the process of getting ready to um, go into my research proposal like phase of the program. So coursework ended last year, so I don't have any of that looming over my head, a paper or any other things, right? Um, I don't have anything to worry about. And so it really has felt felt really good. Um, I, I feel like I'm back in that time and space where I took that year off from work where it's just, it's just me. It's just me and me doing what I want to do. So um, a lot of what that has been looking like is just me really soaking up being present in the moment. And so I wanted to do a podcast episode to say that I want this for you all. I want you all to be able to just get away from work in the middle of a work week and not worry about who's calling you, what's going on with your clients, what's going on with your caseload, um, supervisors like going through your files while you're away and coming back to them being in a disarray. You know, I can talk about these things because these were all my realities at one point in time. And so yesterday I spent a lot of time in deep reflection about like, Marthea, you did it. You did it. Everything that I sketched out for my life um, went back in my case management days, 2016, 2015, when I was doing my career planning, included this moment, right? It didn't look like this. And I was telling my coach this yesterday. Of course, it wasn't as grand as it is now. And I can um, I can really... Uh, say that it's because of my macro salary that I'm able to do this because on a case management salary, I could never, not for a whole week, seven days. Are you tripping? (laughs) Never. I probably couldn't even afford like one day, but I could honestly say like I, I sketched out this moment in time. I had a plan to get here. Right. Um, and so I am just thankful. I'm thankful that, uh, I'm here and I'm appreciative of it and I don't take it lightly. Not at all. Not at all. Um, like I said, I didn't imagine that it would look like this, but I knew that I would get to a point in my career where I could easily just prioritize me. Right. So I've been on a mission talking about prioritizing me. And so I just want to say that I want this for you all. I want you all to understand that your career life does not have to always feel like a hustle, right? Like you're always just moving and grooving. Um, In the last two weeks, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about the requirements, the job duties, the work schedules that clinical and non-clinical social workers have. And I am just in like, um why I, I'm saddened and I am confused, right? Um, so I was talking to a clinical social worker and they were sharing with me about how <clears throat> I believe they said they had like, don't quote me on it, 50, 50 clients they see a week and each session is 50 minutes. 
is it 50 clients? Yeah, it was some wild number. And I was like, how is that even possible? Like, I'm not, math is not my ministry, right? <laughs> By no means. But there's only 40 hours in a work week. How are you seeing 50 people a week for 50 minutes? Maybe it calculated because she said like she's able to do it. But then I'm now I'm like questioning about it, questioning it like, are you really able to do it or are you making it just work? Right. And so and then also I was talking to a non-clinical social worker a few weeks ago and they were sharing with me about all that they have to do on a home visit. Right. And they're not child welfare. I just want to give that distinction. But she was telling me like she has to go in the home and do like these safety check assessments that require actual like scientific um, test. And I'm not going to get into details because I don't want to disclose, you know, anything, but like scientific tests for like environmental checks. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then on top of that, you have to provide supportive like services and resources to the families and the children. And then that she has to travel the entire county and she lives in a major, a major city, right? So she has to travel the county to do the home visits. I'm like, oh my goodness, right? I had no clue. I had no clue. Um, my caseload was 120. And when I say that, sometimes people are like, oh, wow, right? But it was 120 of me sitting in my cubicle and my people coming to me, right? It was a lot. I'm not minimizing that. But I wasn't out in the elements. Um, yeah, it was plenty of times that I wasn't able to take a lunch or a break. But I'm, I'm, I'm using that more as like a point of reference. I had no clue you all were out there in the world doing all of the things. Like really, all of the things. And so my question is, it's like, how do you do all of that? Like, how do you make it work? Right? And so if it's hard for you to answer that question, or if it's super easy for you to answer that question, based on the fact that what I'm talking about is impossible, that's a problem. To me, it is. That's a problem. That should not be the norm, right? And so thinking about that this morning made me remember my second macro job where I was working at a research institute. Um, and that was my first taste of, you make your own schedule. <laughs> You make your own schedule. You come in when you want. I had a director who was goals, right? Um, who she hired you because you were proficient and she did not macromanage you, right? She didn't, she didn't, not at all. So what that looked like for me is I would come in many days at 1 p.m., right? I would come in at 1 p.m., um, I would, uh, sometimes come early and leave early. Like the autonomy was just there and I was being paid good money, good money. Right. 
Um, so much so that I was working part-time. I was working part-time and was still well over and beyond um, my full-time pay as a case manager. Check that out, right? So I, I say that not to um, brag, but even though you all know I don't have a problem with bragging because how I see that in your career life is is, is you marketing yourself and knowing your value. So I want to be clear on that. We should brag more because the people that do brag are the ones in the positions that you want to be in. And you are always sitting on the sidelines wondering how, how they get there. It's because they brag. So brag more, right? Um, but I, I tell you all that to say, like, it's possible, right? And I still was affecting change for my populations. I was working on a groundbreaking initiative, statewide equity initiative in the early learning childhood space. Right, where I was traveling the state with a world renowned diversity, equity, inclusion specialist, teaching key stakeholders, the CEOs, the leaders of each region um, about equity in early learning, child, in early childhood development spaces, right? And what that looks like and how to create more equitable systems and processes and how that looks um, for hiring and training staff, right? Because I'm not even, I was getting ready to go on a workforce development rant <laughs> about the severe underpaying um, of uh, early childhood development workers, but I'm not going to go there. Let me take off my workforce development hat, you see. That never goes away for me um, because it's my passion. But I, I tell you all that because I want you to know, like, you can still create change in the world and prioritize you. You can still create change in the world and make money, right? Working harder is not um, a direct, like, requirement to make a living in the world, right? You can, you can work smarter. Um, someone asked that one time in a workshop about, would you say that macro social work is working smarter and not harder? Most definitely, right? And use that as an example. I went from, when I was in case management, I went from working 40 plus hours a week, making $37,100 a year, and that's the salary. So take all the money out for taxes, for the benefits and all of the things, right? I was bringing home probably closer to 30000 a year. And then I shifted to one of my macro jobs where I was working part-time. I wasn't even working 25 hours. It was 20 hours a week. And I was waking, making way more than that, right? And making my own schedule and still creating change in the world. So I want to say like me sitting on the beach and I'm going to go down and walk on the beach today. Um, and so me on sitting on the beach, waking up every morning to the sunrise and falling asleep at night to the sounds of the oceans. Uh, the ocean is what I planned. Right. And so this is just another example of why I go so hard for y'all to create a career plan create a plan. What is the plan? What do you want to be doing in two years, one year, five years, right? Take control of your career. Stop letting it take control of you, right? And so 
Um, I'm super, super, super excited. Um, another thing my coach asked me, she was like, um, I know you have a lot going on this week with enrollment for cohort nine of micro to macro career accelerator. She was like, what are you going to do to um, celebrate like you um, hitting your enrollment goals? And I was like, you know, actually what I do is every time I get an email showing where someone has signed up, I, I scream and I yell and like I do a little two-step, even though Marthea does not know how to dance, right? Because I'm so excited that, that another social worker has chosen to invest in their career development. And she was like, uh, the look on her face was like, yeah, that's great, but you need to do something to celebrate. I was like, my celebration is me celebrating them, right? Because I know how coming into the career accelerator can change someone's career life in their personal lives if they are willing to um, really go through the process, right? And unlearn everything that they think they know about social work careers. And because I see it, I see it physically. Every time that I speak with the micro to macro alum, I see it physically. Every time I log on to Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, well, specifically Instagram, on Instagram, and I see a micro to macro alum showing pictures of them on a vacation, them on a cruise, them buying a car, them buying a house, them just resting, right? And so I know how life-changing being inside of the accelerator is for those who come through the program and really commit to it. And when I say really commit, I mean those who come in fighting for their lives, right? And I know that may sound real drastic, but it's true. Um, uh, when I say that, I mean like those social workers who come in and give it 110%, just like they give their clients every day in their case management jobs, they give themselves that same level attention of attention, focus, and dedication. I know how it can change someone's life. And so, of course, I don't make any guarantees of employment, any guarantees of salary. I can't do that, you know, because it's all about what you put into the program. But, uh, I just want to say, give yourself a chance, right? Give yourself a chance. Um, come in open and ready to learn. But anyway, so my coach was saying like, I know it's a big week for you. How do you celebrate? I celebrate anytime someone signs up, right? Anytime someone signs up, because also I know that people don't know about career coaching, right? You, you don't. Your friends, your family aren't like, I have a career coach, you know, <laughs> like they may say, oh, I have a relationship with my banker or I have um, a trainer, a, per a fitness trainer, but you never hear people say I have a career coach, right? It's just unheard of. So I know that I am, um, when people come into the program, it's unknown territory for them, right? So that's why I do a lot of, um, educating on the front end about what career coaching is and what it looks like specifically for social workers. And so I want to say that 
even if you are not in a place to come into the accelerator right now, right? Um, just know and understand that I'm still going hard for y'all, even on social media, right? I'm still going hard. I still want to serve as a point of reference to say that you don't have to be at a certain point in your career to come inside of the accelerator. I want to give the reminder, right? I want to give a reminder that Marthea started out with no degrees, right? Already a working professional. I went and got my associate of arts degree. I went and got my bachelor's, my master's, and now working on my P. I was not a traditional student, right? And so I really want to um, use this second right now in this podcast to say like, you don't have to have supervisory experience, leadership experience. You don't have to have had to go to a macro um, track program for your MSW degree. You don't have to be um, clinical social workers to come into the, into the accelerator. Micro to macro was designed for social workers who have just two years of case management experience. I don't care if it was clinical or non-clinical, right? I don't care if it was in a school, if it was in a hospital, if it was in a social service organization. I don't care. As long as you have an MSW degree and two years of experience, you can come in. The program is designed for you because I had no supervisory experience, no leadership experience when I landed my macro job. I I had done some professional development, but on the like grand scheme of things, my experience was very general. Right. And so the program is designed for you. And again, I got, you know, I got on my little soapbox just then for a moment. Could you tell? Because I really want you all to understand that the program is for you. The the MSW coaches team is here to support you. Um, So if you are interested in having the next macro career win, I encourage you to visit macroandpaid.com and join cohort nine. I want this for you all. I want you all to be able to create a career life for yourself where it doesn't feel like every day is a hustle and that every day you are just barely getting by, right? Um, So consider coming into cohort nine. The link will be down in the show notes. Have a wonderful day. Happy macro career planning.